You're listening to the Remax Hustle Podcast, brought to you by Remax of Western Canada. Well, hi there, and welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. My name is Wade Patterson. I'm a franchise development consultant with Remax of Western Canada, and I'm your host for this audio experience. The Remax Hustle Podcast is all about providing you with value by leveraging the knowledge and expertise of our Remax network. On this episode, I'm joined by Jay Herrick of Remax Camosun in Victoria. Prior to his recent move to Victoria, Jay had more than a decade of experience with Remax in Edmonton, and he was named the 2019 Realtor of the Year by the Realtors Association of Edmonton for his respect, involvement, and ongoing contribution to the association, industry, and community. Jay has also been awarded the Remax Lifetime Achievement Award. In between working with clients, Jay spends time advocating for fellow realtors at the local, provincial, and federal levels, as well as coaching his children's sports teams. Jay, welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. Oh, thanks so much, Wade. It's really, really fun to be here. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on as well. So let's start out with what led you into real estate, because my understanding is that you studied arts and economics at the University of Alberta. But was real estate always in the back of your mind? No, I, I can honestly say it wasn't. Um, you know, I, I, if you want to jump in a time machine with you, we'll go back to when I graduated university. I just took on, um, you know, uh, I was kind of trying to figure out where I was going to go in my life. And so I zipped off to Europe. We did uh, 15 countries backpacking. When I got back from that, uh, I didn't know where I was going to go or what kind of job I was going to take on. So my brother and my dad were getting into the restaurant business and they offered uh, me a partnership in that. So I jumped on board with this, this restaurant partnership and, you know, I did that for as long as we possibly could. That's a very, very tough business. And, um, so I, I ended up taking an oil field job to actually to pay the restaurant bills, which was kind of a hilarious turn of events. And then in doing that, um, I was in the oil field doing environmental consulting, and I was working between Calgary and Edmonton. And then, um, you know, what, what turned me on to real estate was my girlfriend and I at the time, who's now my wife, Christy. We bought a house. We bought a house and all that madness. And uh, we had only known each other six weeks. And we said, let's flip a house. This was 2007. The market was crazy in Edmonton. Everybody in, and that I knew was flipping a house. We decided to do it. And, uh, and that was really where the passion was ignited. I, I loved the process of buying that home. I loved the process of fixing a 1960s home in a great area. And um, we, we bought that house, we, we renovated it, moved into it. And literally, I never looked back. I, from that point on, I said, I want to do real estate. And, um, and I got licensed in 2008. That's really interesting. So what was your experience during that process? Like, did the agent, because I've heard, it's interesting, I've heard in some conversations, people say, I went through the process and the agent did a horrible job and I knew I could do better. But what was your experience? Like, was it, did you feel like the agent did a really great job and you're like, I want to do this same type of thing? Or, or what was that experience for you? No, no, unfortunately, I wish I could say the agent did a great job, but the agent was just checked out, you know, and it was, it was a paycheck and I could, I could sense that. Um, I did always want to improve that experience and I did carry that forward with me that, 
I needed to do a better job. I, I didn't like the stigma that had been associated with, with realtors or, you know, I, I just didn't like the position of that profession. And so I did carry that forward with me. And, and I do remember that experience every time I deal with somebody and I think, how can I make this better? I, I just, I just didn't think that was the standard. 2008, you end up joining Remax and you have stayed with the brand ever since. So two-part question here, why did you originally choose Remax and what has kept you from moving over to a different brand during that time? Yeah, I think when you first start in real estate, you have many, many choices. And I did not want to be associated with any other brand because I wanted to be the best agent and I, I wanted to surround myself with the best people. Now, I did join um, a team and I did have a mentor early, early on. And this was a, a veteran of the industry of about 30 years at the time. So, you know, when I, when I joined, I joined partly for him. He was my, um, my wife's father's realtor. And so I joined, you know, to kind of be with him. But at the same time, I, I really only wanted to be with Remax just, just to elevate my game. And, and again, I, I come back to the profession. I wanted to be with the best realtors. I did not want to surround myself with part-time realtors or other realtors that, that weren't taking it as serious as I was. So I want to circle back to a few things I touched on briefly in the bio at the top of the episode. So first off, huge congrats. I mean, 2019 Realtor of the Year. That's an awesome honor. So congratulations on that. What did the award mean to you and what is the criteria they focus on? Yeah, well, thank you first and foremost. I, I, it, it's really, in this industry, it's really nice to be recognized for something other than sales. And, and I, think, um, I think it meant a lot to me because it's a peer, it's a peer reviewed honor and, and it's something that my colleagues have decided upon. So um, they put a committee together and they, and they, uh, pick from uh, several individuals. And, and I think that's why it means the most to me is because it, I think, and I'm hoping that it means I'm respected in the industry, um, that people recognize that I'm not just working on buying and selling homes, but I'm also trying to um, do a good job for realtors in general. And I think I advocate on behalf of realtors and I, it's just so nice to have colleagues say you're doing a good job or we appreciate what you're doing. And I, I think that's where it comes from. So, so to the criteria, it's, it's uh, mentorship of other realtors, which we can talk about in a bit, but that community service, um, education, keep, you know, as far as um, educating yourself or continuing to take classes. And, um, and then I think just general professionalism. So yeah, it's been, it's been a real, real nice uh, boost to hear that in 2020 that, that, that I was nominated and awarded that, that honor. Since you mentioned it there, let's talk about the mentorship side of things. How have you been involved with, with mentoring other agents? I've had a buyer's agent working with me off and on from probably 2013. And and then in 2018, I, I really decided to get a, bring a team together because I was getting approached from other agents and they were saying, hey, can we go for a coffee? Can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? I was taking a lot of calls from, from colleagues and, and especially new agents that just didn't have any mentorship. They didn't have a place to start. I really appreciated having um, the agent that I went to work for 
uh, I really appreciated having somebody I could phone in the middle of the night if I had to, or, or, you know, basically 12 hours a day, I could phone them and ask them questions because it's so intimidating when you start this business. I, I basically uh, contacted a friend of mine that had been in the business about as long as I had. And I said, would you want to kind of team up and, um, and then maybe grow a small team? And so he said, look, I'm not really interested in running the team. If you want to run it, that'd be great. Um, you, you know, we'll call it whatever you want and, and let's go. So we started approaching a few agents, you know, one, one agent that I approached in particular, I didn't think he was going to survive. So I just took him under my wing and we, we, um, you know, just, I just coached him every single day. We just tried to help him get business and he's quite successful now. He's doing very well, part of the team still. And we added, um, two other team members as well. So we have a team of four agents plus myself and it's great. I, that's the part of the business I really, really enjoy is, is, uh, the mentorship part, the coaching. I don't feel like anyone should be in this business and just flounder and, um, just try to make, make, make ends meet. I really think, um, we should help each other in this business. It's a competitive business amongst agents, but I love the idea of having a team and having some camaraderie amongst all of us. Uh, it's like having work colleagues in, in a business where you, you just don't have that. Interested in learning more about a career in real estate? Head over to joinremax.ca. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I'm almost going to guarantee that there are agents listening right now who have thought about it, right? They're individual agents and they've considered or toyed with the idea of perhaps turning into a team at some point, taking that step. What advice would you give? You did this in 2018. So a few years in, what things should agents consider before taking that step? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to decide if it's right for you. Um, I, I think it's extremely important. I, I believe the training that comes from the real estate boards is not quite adequate to get us out there and get us going. So then you rely on the brokerage and Remax is, does an excellent job with training. However, the real world experience is very daunting and very scary when you first start to have a team. And I, I recommend everybody join a team if they're just starting out. I think to have that that leadership, to have somebody to call, to have some systems that you can follow is just, it's just so important. Um, I, I really think even if you do it for a short period of time, it's such a good learning experience for you that it will set you up to be successful. And the alternative is you, you aren't successful and you don't make it in this business and you don't get to live out your dream. So I, I, I just find it extremely important. Another one of the aspects of winning that Realtor of the Year award you mentioned there is the community involvement. So I'm going to list off a couple of things that you've been involved with because the list is, it's lengthy. So you sat on the Realtors Association of Edmonton GovPAC committee for the past three years, volunteered on the Edmonton Business Advisory Committee and Cannabis Coalition on behalf of the Realtors Association of Edmonton. You've been a minor hockey coach a U11 baseball coach for your son, a U10 soccer coach for your daughter. My question for you, Jay, how do you find the time for all of this? And, and why is it important? Yeah, so I think about, you know, eight, nine years into the business, I said, I really have to start giving back to the community. I, I've been living a great lifestyle and, and making money off this profession. I said, I have to start doing my share to give back. And I looked around at colleagues that I respect and they were 
committing time and energy to other things. And, and so I said, I, I really need to get involved. I, I just threw my hat in one day um, to the GovPAC committee. And, and it really was in response to the stress test that they were launching, uh, the government was launching. And I said, I, I'm really frustrated with this. And I, and I need to, I need to do something about it. So it was kind of that call to action that I finally, I finally had to fire in my belly to go do. And what a rewarding experience. I mean, I've been able to go to Ottawa to advocate for, on behalf of realtors, and I've been able to uh, meet with politicians locally, and I've been able to help other realtors with some of their concerns. And I, and I mean, it's the most rewarding thing I've probably done in my career. And then the coaching aspect, that's just fun. That's just, uh, that's just leisure time. So that's on my off hours. Some of these meetings and other, and other commitments that I took on, you know, I just need to make you squeeze it in. I mean, I, I'm not the busiest person that's going to be listening to this podcast. There's busier people, but you just find the time and block off things in your schedule so that you can make it work. Um, but, but really being involved in your community is the best thing you can do for your business. It's, it's extremely important. The exposure you get to other people, the experience that you can bring to your clients, I sit on the subdivision appeals board for the city of St. Albert. And when a client comes to me and says, how am I going to subdivide a lot? Or how am I going to do a development? I say, well, I, you know, I sit on this board and I can guide you through some of the, the process. So it's just, it's just adding to the experience that you bring for your clients. And, uh, and you just have to find the time. And with that level of community involvement, I would imagine your move to Victoria, because my understanding is you moved there this summer, is a little bit bittersweet, an exciting new opportunity on the one side, but then hard to leave a place that you've embedded yourself in. So what is your plan for succeeding in real estate in a brand new environment? Oh, this has been such a fun experience because I am starting at ground zero here in Victoria, and it's like... I've been transported back to 2008 and I just got my license because I have, I have very few contacts here. Um, I, we made the decision very early into 2020 that we would, we would move to Victoria and we would start another team and group out here to kind of expand the business in general. And it's so fun to be starting over. I get to reinvent myself out here get to farm areas that I that I maybe um, didn't focus on in Edmonton. And I get to uh, I get to do all the things I've been preaching my team about, you know, these new agents, I've been coaching them to do these things. And now I get to do them um, door knocking and, and picking up the phone and calling people I haven't had to do that for a few years. So it, it's just really exciting. I'm, I, I really am in heaven here with uh, with this opportunity. And, and then I also get to still um, continue on in Edmonton and, and work with my clients there. And I'll be doing a little bit of traveling, but, but it's, it's, it's a really exciting time for me. So that was going to be my question. So are you going to be, or are you dual licensed then? And, and then if so, how, how are you navigating that challenge of kind of, you know, imagining that you're still leading the team in Edmonton and making it work in Victoria as well? Well, do you know what? 2020 brought a ton of challenges, but what it also did is it also made the world completely virtual. So we have Zoom meetings every Tuesday morning with my group. 
in Edmonton, we we go over the, the important things that we need to deal with. I've informed my client base in Edmonton that I'm going to be traveling between the two communities. I go I go to Edmonton every month or or had until the travel lockdowns uh, due to COVID. But but I go back every month. Um, my clients have been sensational in Edmonton. They they say, Jay, we appreciate what you're doing for us. We we can do anything you want. We can talk virtually. We can wait till you get into town. We can meet with a couple of your colleagues. And I have a tremendous team that is going out and meeting with people and doing some, you know, some boots on the ground stuff, some lock boxes and signs and things like that. And I have, I have a tremendous asset in, in, in my colleague, Steve Chun. He, he really helps me with things and, and he does things the way I do them. So we, uh, we work well that way and, uh, and he assists me. So, so yeah, I, I, it's working. And fingers crossed, I can say that at the end of 2021 that it worked. But 2020 was a great year for for just just cutting the traditional way of doing things and trying to do things a little bit more hands off. Well, Jay, since this is the Remax Hustle podcast, we like to end every episode with a hustle tip. So, what is your Remax Hustle tip for accomplishing a task when you really need to get something done? Oh, okay. Um, I'll tell you what I what I'd recommend to anybody is in this business in the real estate business we we have some some uphill battles to fight whether it's price reductions whether it's um you know telling somebody bad news about a, their market evaluation and there're things we just kick down the road we don't we don't love doing them so what I'd recommend is get up early I get up about 6:30 in the morning I go for a run somewhere between 2 and 5k I just I just get my head right for the day. And then and then I put on a suit. I put on nice clothes. I, I don't think you can get a price reduction in flip-flops. I don't think you can convince somebody to list their house in board shorts. Make sure that you're putting on your armor, you're going out there, and you're ready to fight the war every single day. And I think if you're in that mindset, if you have that um, built-in, ready-to-go attitude that you've created in the, in the one or two hours that you spend in the morning getting ready, I think you're, you, you can accomplish any task. And I think, but that mindset is absolutely crucial in this business. I love that answer. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for taking the time to share your knowledge on this episode of the Remax Hustle podcast. Thank you so much, Wade, for having me. Absolutely. And that's all for this episode. We hope you took away an idea or strategy to help grow your business and perhaps most importantly, allow you to continue that Remax Hustle. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Remax Hustle podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from.